All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Avery's Road Trip podcast, working title. We'll see if it changes. Um, This is where I tend to talk to myself in the car between driving home and to college. So I decided that I might as well just record my musings instead of keep them to myself. So you will hear car noises in the background. I'm sure you're hearing them right now. Um, You might hear my Google Maps go off because for this first episode, I'm taking a different way back to college, so I actually need to know where the hell I'm going. But theoretically, I have about 45 minutes of time before that should go off, so hopefully that is better than nothing. Um, Oh, that was a bridge. I hope that wasn't really loud. (laughs) So uh, I think for what I'm going to do for this is I'm just going to pick random topics that I've been thinking about. It'll be a little bit uh, train of thought type layout just because I am just sitting in my car. I am talking fully to myself, but also now theoretically to other people, which, you know what? Good for me, because I look a little less crazy. Uh, (laughs) So uh, my first thought was Formula One race car driving. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I love race car driving. I Okay, this is a little cringe for anybody who actually watches racing, but I started watching the show uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. And now, mind you, this show very much dramatizes the sport. Like, the sport is always already really dramatic, and they really add to the add to the dramaticism. They really do. Um, they put audio clips in places where the audio shouldn't belong and, like, splice together interviews to make it look like the teammates are at each other's throats all the time. And I'm sure sometimes they are. But it very much dramatizes the events of the sport. But it does do a really good job of getting people who normally wouldn't watch race car driving into race car driving. Because there was a whole wave of people that started watching Formula One because they watched uh, Drive to Survive. And so I think it's it's important to note that that is how I got into it. I will recognize the faults of the show and I'm not going to pretend like it's like end all be all. Like it's fine. It was It's really good to get people into it. So if you want to get into Formula One race car driving... Um, I would recommend watching the show. It explains rules and concepts very well, which I think is very helpful um, for a sport that, you know, is very, very old and sometimes makes no sense. Like, I still don't know why things happen sometimes. They're like, P.R. Gasly received a five-second time penalty for something. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I genuinely, I don't know. Um, Odd concept. Do not understand. But you know what? That's fine. (laughs) Anyway, so I got into sport by watching that, and then um, I picked it up, actually, ironically, like, right at the beginning of the, of the 2022 season. I think I had missed, like, a couple races right at the beginning, but other than that, I had caught the season right as it was starting. So that was really good for me. It meant that I was right in the action. I didn't have to, like, wait until the race season started, and I wasn't catching the end of it. I was catching the beginning. Perfect timing on me, my part, you know? Way to go, me. Um, but so I, I caught some races, some of them I didn't, I didn't really care enough to watch all the races. Like I understand what's happening and the races, they're fascinating to watch. It's for me, it's almost like when I watch hockey where like I'm watching it because number one, I think that they look cool when they move like hockey skaters. It's fascinating how fast number one, they skate and two, how precisely they move like on skates. You're skating on little little swords on the ice, and you're gonna move like that? Who gave you the right? And so it's I think it's a little bit like that, where like I'm like, whoa, look at the car! Whoa! And I like it's like monkey brain. It's monkey brain, and I'm fully focused on that. And you know, I think that's fine. 
And then my other thing that is similar to hockey, people watch hockey for the fights. Don't pretend you don't. If, if there's any hockey people listening to this, don't pretend you don't. As soon as they start fighting, you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And you like get mad when the refs break them up. Cause I'm, I would love to watch them beat the shit out of each other. Okay. It's entertaining and it's similar. In a Formula One race car crash, can I speak? Hello? Race car crash. They crash very frequently, which is a shame because those cars are very expensive, but they do crash quite frequently. And um, it's, it, it does add a bit of excitement and like adrenaline to the race as long as the person in the car is okay. You know, like usually I'm like, oh, do you think, like, are they, you know, and as long as I get the all clear that they're okay, I'm like, holy shit, look at that! They crashed! <laughs> and it adds a layer of excitement to the race. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. It does. It really does. Um, it's fascinating. I love watching it. Uh, there, I'll explain some concepts of Formula One because a lot of people probably don't know what what's up. So there are, in. I'm going to explain for the 2022 season, sometimes it's a little bit different, but right now there are 10 teams and each team has two drivers so there are 20 drivers total for every race at every race um it's split into three days like a full weekend so the friday of that weekend is for free practice one and two which is basically just when the drivers get to go out on the track you know get used to it try out the tires because sometimes they had new tracks and the drivers have never been out on them in real life before and so that's kind of a um it's important for them it's important for the strategists to know what kind of tires are going to work the best that kind of situation and then um sorry i just saw a really weird billboard sign and i genuinely got taken aback by it um <laughs> whoops okay so then the Saturday of the weekend is free practice three and qualifying. So qualifying is split into qualifying one, two, and three. So for the first, how long is, I want to say it's like, is my brain is telling me a half an hour, but I feel like it's not a half an hour. I don't know. There's an amount of time that all 20 cars are allowed to roll on the track. And then the car, the top, not the top, the bottom five cars um are then kicked out of that qualifying round and they are at whatever place their time was so you know if you went around and you got 17th that's where you're going to be starting because you don't get to race in the rest of qualifying so then they'll have q2 which you know they'll race for another round of time again and then race they're not racing they're just going around the track as fast as they can they're not really racing each other and then the next bottom five lap times will get kicked out of queue and then it's q3 which is the top 10 cars and then they get to get their places so like if there's a car who in q3 gets 10th and then in q2 they get eighth and then in q3 they get fifth fifth is their starting position for sunday which is the race day that's what everybody races that's the exciting day. that's that everybody cares about um so races it depends on the race they tend to start Actually, they don't even have a 10 to start time. It just really depends on where they are. Most of them will start in the daytime. There's a couple tracks that are night tracks, but 90% of them are, like, daytime tracks. And then, um, they race. Uh, uh, when the top, when the race is done, the top 10 cars get points, with first place getting 25 and 10th place getting 1. This, unfortunately, does lead to a lot of, like, 
um, points issues. I'm not going to say issues. Like, where one person will run away with the championship because they keep winning the races, you know? It it leaves a little... Oh, we're about to hit a bridge. I hope that isn't loud. I really do. Um, if it is, oh well. You're getting, a, you're getting a car chat, which means you get to hear the noises that the car is making. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Points. 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 It's a little... It makes watching and trying to figure out who's going to win the championship a little less exciting if one person does win all the time because they really do just run away with it. But a lot of times that's not the case. And at least usually... Usually at least two people are fighting for it, you know? But, oh well. Um, what else do I want to explain? They do race when it's raining. Uh, unless it is really, really heavily raining, then they will either cancel the race or, you like, postpone it or do something. It really... They will race when it's wet... I like to point that out because my dad, who, um, he's never watched a Formula One race, but he does, um, know about NASCAR and stuff. And so he's like, whoa, they race when it rains? He's like, that's really dangerous. Yes, it is. They know. That's why they will postpone the race or, you know, why they have specific tires for racing, for rain racing. Like, they have two different tires for racing when it's wet. Um, like... So they have, they have five different types of tires. So they'll have like the soft compound tires, which are going to be really fast, but they wear out easier. So you'll need to do more pit stops. And then they have medium compound tires, which are obviously medium. So they're a little bit faster right out on the track, but you, they last like they're, and then the hard, okay. Soft tires, fast on the track, lots of pit stops, medium tires, not quite as fast on the track, less pit stops hard tires slowest on the track less pit stops like the least amount of pit stops so it's a, it's a strategy game there's a reason that every team has like strategists that they use um yeah that's the basics that's like the generals we're gonna talk about a little bit of drama a little bit of, a little bit of gossip in the formula one world um because why not i'm going to i don't care if nobody cares i care you get to hear what we talk about it so, um, I've been talking for 10 minutes, guys, and my hand is already tired from holding this. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. We're running with it now. So, okay. First, my favorite team is McLaren. Now, number one, it's because I love Lando Norris. I know a lot of men who watch Formula One don't like Landon, Lando Norris fans because they're all girls. Which, yes, a lot of them are girls. But you know what? That man is fine as hell. But he's also incredibly talented. I think that they don't like him for the same reason men don't like boy bands because they have a large female audience and they're like, why would I want to associate with something girls like? You know what I'm saying? Like, got Lebrowski, you gotta admit the man's got talent. He's been dragging McLaren to places they shouldn't be. Like their car was dog shit this year, but then he was the only person outside of the top three teams to get a podium placing. That means that there are there are seven well, technically six. There are six teams that never got a podium placing, but Lando drags McLaren to that podium. He carried that team. I love Daniel Ricardo, and we're gonna get into him in a minute. But when the team has like 140 points and Lando Norris has 110 of them and your more experienced driver who was supposed to like kind of smoke him um, has like 30 points, 
that might be an issue with not only your team, but your car. I don't know. But point is, love my man Lando Norris. Um, I would support him wherever he went. But I do also like Daniel Ricciardo. Um, there's a whole fiasco with him. So we're going to explain a little bit about Daniel Ricciardo here. He was... When... Okay. How do I start this? I don't know what he did before he drove at Red Bull. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know if he drove for a separate team or if he's just... If he started at Red Bull. I don't know. But from my information, he drove at Red Bull for a while. And then he was... Okay, so he was the number one driver. And by number one, I mean that he was the person that if the two cars from the same team were one in front of the other, he would get to go in front. Points-wise, you know, he would get that, that point up. And so... Daniel Ricardo, he has this uh, young, young upstart driver joining, you know, who's, who's getting really, really good by the name of Max Verstappen, who is now a two-time world champion. So, you know, he wasn't wrong, but at the time, Max Verstappen was the number two driver, but I'm just, okay. This is all speculation. Speculation. That is not a word. Is it a word? Speculation. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't think speculation is a word. Um, this is all speculation. This is what I think is up with Daniel Ricardo. Um, that's okay. Anyway, so I think that he left the team because he, that was another bridge, didn't want to be the number two driver at Red Bull. Now, Daniel Ricardo is an eight-time race winner, which is a lot more than a lot of drivers can say. Some drivers go their entire racing career without ever winning a race. It's just, it's a difficult feat when you've got such immense talent on the grid. It's, it's just, it's difficult for a lot of people to ever win a race. And so, he's an eight-time race winner. He won seven of, no, six of those, I think, at Red Bull. But he ends up leaving Red Bull and he goes to a midfield team. See, Red Bull at this point was, I would say, a top three for sure. And so he starts going and he joins Renault, which is not a team anymore, um, but it was a team. I think they're Alpine now, but he joins Renault, who he was hoping, it was an up and coming team, and he was hoping that he could take that team and make it a championship running team. Which he could have. He was doing really well at Renault. Um, but apparently not well enough because he raced at Renault for two years and then he joined McLaren. Now, he had signed a three-year contract with McLaren. And he raced there for two years before this year, 2022. He got paid a large sum of money and um, kicked off the team a year early. Which is really unfortunate for him because it... It leaves him one without a seat. Because um, it happened a little late into the the racing year, you know. And he didn't know that he wasn't going to have a drive for next year. He thought that he had McLaren locked in for three years. And so it did unfortunately leave him without a car. I mean, there was a Haas seat open and a Williams seat open. But Daniel Ricciardo doesn't want to drive for a backmarker team. He's driving for midfield or higher, and that I think was his was his hope was that, you know, maybe if he holds out, you know, a seat and one of those teams will open up, or 
unfortunately, McLaren didn't really leave him a lot of opportunity to find another team. They didn't give him enough time. But point is, he got paid a lot of money to leave the McLaren team a year early so that they could bring in Oscar Piastri, who had a whole fiasco himself because he has been um, the, the junior driver for Alpine and so he was gonna race for Alpine and Alpine even announced they're like hey our second driver for next year is Oscar Piastri and Oscar was like what the fuck are you talking about dog I am not your second I'm not your driver I'm driving for somebody else and at the time everybody's like oh right so he's gonna drive for McLaren so Daniel's gonna be out of a seat and everybody was saying that and then Dan Ricardo was like no I'm driving for McLaren and then soon enough he ended up anyway we know we know what happened he got booted off the McLaren team um which makes okay it's sour it's not very nice looking for mclaren number one because that is not a very cool thing to do to one of your drivers and a very well-versed driver at that he's a really good driver he's funny he's charismatic you know daniel ricardo is an easy sell for any brand you know he you know he's he's a good look he's nice nice funny charismatic which is a lot more than a lot of those drivers have got. Okay. He's not on the grid anymore, but Kimi Raikkonen, I love him, but like, Vesti, you're not, you're not funny. I mean, he's not trying to be funny. He's, but he's just not. Anyway, so that is the drama at McLaren. Um, RIP Daniel Ricciardo, I will miss you. But now he is driving, he got the, um, the third seat so basically if one of the other two drivers gets sick or can't participate in a race he'll drive for that driver so everybody was um saying that it was kind of funny that he left red bull to not be the second driver and then he came back as the third driver because now he's the third driver at red bull but you know what it's fine it's okay he's got he's he's still gonna be in the paddock next year and that's really what matters i need you to know that this man showed up to the Austin, Texas Grand Prix, Circuit of the America is what is it is called, um, on a horse. He showed up in the paddock on a horse in a jacket with stars and stripes and a cowboy hat. He loves, first he loves the um, U.S. Grand Prix. He really does, and I think it's really entertaining when he shows up to them. It really is. It's so good. <laughs> like he's killing it. He's killing the game. Anyway, so that was the McLaren drama. I have another piece of drama I need to um, to speak about while I'm here, uh, while I'm on the topic of Formula One and Red Bull, ironically. So, uh, what was it, last year, I think, 2021, was the first year that the FIA, which is who sets up the rules and regulations and stuff for racing, um, set up uh, a cost cap. So a certain amount of money that each team could spend every year. And so they were doing some investigations this year into last year's um, budgeting, shall we say. And they found that Aston Martin, which is not the focus of this story. We don't really care about Aston Martin. I love Sebastian Vettel, who also retired this year. He's a four-time racing champion with Red Bull, but he retired at Aston Martin. Anyway, they went over the cost cap, and Red Bull also went over the cost cap. Now, when this came to light everybody was debating on what their penalty was going to be because in 2021 the race the championship had been very very close 
um, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were fighting it out to the last race. It, it came down to whoever won the final race of the season, where this year it was decided like four races before the end because Max Verstappen absolutely ran away with the championship. But um, it was it was they were fighting it down to the last race last year. And so everybody thought, you know, maybe as a penalty, they would take away some of the points from Red Bull and, and state Lewis Hamilton as the championship winner because going over a cost cap that they set up is a pretty large error it's it needs a harsh penalty especially if you're going to instate that kind of rule like you need something that is gonna hurt the team and make them not want to go over that cost cap but instead they um got like a seven million dollar fine which is a lot of money but also it's not to a team that already went over the cost cap like right so you're gonna punish a team that already spent more money than they were supposed to by taking away more of their right right because that makes sense that checks out let's do that 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 100% yeah like what was the thought process on that genuinely because I don't understand it's fine um <laughs> So that was that was my little I was a little I was a little angry about that. I felt like charging them wasn't the way that they probably should have handled that error because now they're setting a precedent of what is the correct way to approach that issue and it feels a little like not the way they should be doing it. Because now teams that already have the money to be spending more are just going to get fined more money which is something they can afford because when you win a championship like that it gives you buko bucks like you're getting money you're it, you're rolling in it you're rolling it. that's why every team is fighting for every point because you can the difference between third and fourth place in revenue is large in number and so everybody was a little bit mad they're a little bit angry that they just got like a monetary fine. It does feel a little silly. Um, not super cool, but oh well, I guess. I'm not the FIA. I'm not directly involved in Formula One. I just watch it and have a lot of opinions. But you know what? That's okay. It's fine. Um, my other favorite drivers, in case you were curious, are Carlos Sainz because he also used to drive for McLaren, and I love him. He's so funny. Um, Charles Leclerc right see the issue is, is i'm listing off the drivers that all the girlies like but you know what they're good they're great sebastian vettel he's not a driver anymore but i'm gonna count him i'm gonna count him he retired he'll come back alonzo did i'm sure he will if he doesn't good for him <laughs> he's got enough money to live off he'll be okay um i like george russell sometimes he runs into a lot of people and he's like really entitled um at least i get that vibe and so i don't like him all the time but i do like him sometimes i like alex alban he's 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 good too he races for williams he used to race for red bull but he's switched around a little bit um who else who else who else who else there's definitely more people I don't know. Oh God! All the all the drivers are leaving my brain now. They're all they're all leaving. Oh, fun fact: they are adding one American driver to the grid next year. Um, from what I've heard, he has questionable political beliefs, but also 
he's an American driver, I guess. Also, a lot of people were mad that they added him because there are a lot more experienced and well-rounded drivers in Formula 2. Because um, usually how drivers will move up is they'll race in Formula 3 and Formula 2, and then they'll get moved up to Formula 1 if they're lucky. And so the guy who won the Formula 2 championship this year doesn't have a seat because they wanted to add a American driver to the grid. And I think that's a little silly because that man fought his way up. And, like, I think he probably maybe deserves a seat. I don't know. I don't really follow Formula 2 that closely. But from what I understand, he was, like, really good. Like, he ran away with the championship. So, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that move. Like, I understand the concept of, like, wanting to add an American driver because next year there's going to be three different American tracks because they're racing in Las Vegas, Miami, and Austin, Texas. Also, if anybody wants to go to the Austin, Texas race with me, please let me know because I desperately want to go, but I'm not going by myself. Also, I don't have any money, so I might have to fundraise if I'm going. So I need to know in advance, please. I think it's in October next year. Oh, God, this person's trying to get over. Oh, oh, no, they're slowing down. Okay, 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 I see you. I go, I'm, I understand, I understand the plan. That was scary, that was traumatic. I see what's happening. Okay, that was an experience. I love driving on the interstate. I've got eight more minutes before my Google Maps is gonna talk to me and I do not wanna know how loud that's gonna be. So, uh, <laughs> we're gonna try and cut this off quick. We'll see if I, oh, I forgot to turn my blicker off. <laughs> um, we'll see if I uh, cue back in for more conversation, but I think that will be the end of this episode. That's a solid almost 30 minutes. And I think the information is interesting. And I hope you guys liked it too. I really do. And we'll see how many more of these I do. I tend to have the attention span for like three three tries at something and then never do it again. So we'll see. But thanks for listening to this first episode. I really appreciate it. And um, have a spectacular day.